Are we waiting for something? Oh, <laughs> my intro. All right. Hello, all, and welcome to the newest episode of the News and Knockouts <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I, I am David. I'm a noob, and I have watched uh, 24 wrestling things, give or take. Um, and now we are on our 25th, and we are, we, we've got a real special one to commemorate. Not only are yes. we deviating from our normal formula um, in, in, in listening to something uh, rather than straight up watching, uh, we are, our little void right now is, uh, is especially crowded tonight. And why is that, my dear friend? Yes, we have uh, not one guest, but two guests. Uh, coming back first uh, from episode seven, our original guest uh, from Santa got run over by a sports car. Uh, it is Claire. I, I would still say that he was jumping on the hood of the sports car, but yeah, that'll yeah, be yeah. out in litigation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still up for debate. We're, we, 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 I, I, it keeps me up at night. I toss and turn <laughs> thinking. About about like the the legal ramifications, but look, neither here nor there at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Uh, John Cena threw a bowling ball at Alberto Del Reno's uh, genitals, and it was all good. Yeah, it works out, right? <laughs> yep. And and also returning from episode twenty, WWE is a Hallmark series. <laughs> it is Elizabeth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Woo, thank you for having me back, guys. After the last one, I wasn't sure if you were going to ask me back. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Uh, are that you was kidding? that was dude. We do our 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 episode with you, Elizabeth, is doing so much numbers. I, I, I swear, I think it's the title. It's the hallmark was the magic word. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of those wine moms are flocking to your channel. <laughs> they aren't entirely sure what's going on. They're like, they're yes. like. Hallmark series? This is for me. Yeah, no. Um I mean ah, it was we tra- it was it's a trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean I mean no, seriously, our our discourse gets so boosted when we have uh when we have extra people to to bounce our, our weird little world off of. So yeah. the fact that we've got like we've got uh two a two for one tonight, uh this is gonna get real good. Clearly we're just gonna do double the number, double the extra oh, numbers, because that's obviously how that duh. Along with is that is I think tonight is a, this is a special occasion because David, I am the noob here because we're not talking about wrestling anymore. We're talking about music. Ah, and I am the least musically inclined person here. I mean, I mean, I feel like I feel like we're all like we we all have our own like stripes of like musically inclined because mm-hmm. like Claire's like our composer like theory person. Elizabeth is our like singer. I'm the gigantic like know literally everything about like weird random musical theater stuff. And you like know you know like real music from like eighties and shit. <laughs> like real yeah, genre. I, I have I have all the rock experience needed for this. I think, <laughs> but yeah. Um. Music is super at is super uh, um, uh, kind of entangled with wrestling. Always kind of has been. Uh, I can count on. I can think of at least like half a dozen albums put out by WWE of wrestlers singing original music. So we could just keep this going for a while. <laughs> but we're not talking about any of those. There have also That's been wrestlers. We've been talking about how you guys are going to do a spinoff. That's the spinoff. It's oh, nothing no. but the music. 
No. Oh, I think I would die. I think I would go deaf after the first episode. <laughs> but we, but also, some wrestlers have put out musical albums independently. <laughs> John Cena has a rap album. Yup. Randy Savage has a rap album. Yup. <laughs> but because he wanted to make a diss track about Hulk Hogan, and I guess he kind of had to make a whole album out. And John Cena's original character was that he was like a diss rapper. Like a he really was. bad white diss rapper. And and somehow that catapulted him to like top of the company superstardom because hey, people unironically liked it. Conduct the company hey. Christmas Carol. Wait, oh he did he did conduct the company Christmas Carol. I forgot about that. that was oh yeah, out of I forgot that. I forgot. I I have already blocked that from my brain. I, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be stuck here forever. No, I think about that <laughs> about sometimes. It. Legitimately, sometimes I just stop and think, like, man, remember when the WWE made a choir and sang Jingle Bells or whatever? But I I feel like we're starting at the bottom of this barrel of of wrestling music, because in 1995, the Golden Age. True. The at the absolute valley of his popularity, Hulk Hogan <laughs> released a musical album. I'm not even kidding about that. Uh, Hulk 1995 is a year away from Hulk Hogan turning heel and becoming a, a top guy again. So in 95, he's just kind of like a nostalgia act that everybody is ready to move on from. Quick question. David, when did Muppets in Space come out? Oh, that that was that had to be like early two thousands. Um, okay. that was that, that was is, that was definitely post gym. That is the first time I ever heard of Hulk Hogan. So, oh my <laughs> god, why why do I why did I forget he was in that movie? He's what? Yeah, He's in Muppets in Space. Hulk Hogan is in Muppets in Space. Speaking and that, speaking and of spinoffs, movies that Hulk Hogan's in. Why was that my introduction to Hulk Hogan too? No, because the Hulkster is a certified movie star, brother. He's a real A-lister, dude. Muppets in Space, Gremlins two, um, whatever that weird Christmas movie he was in. You can't uh, forget the nanny, the one that I always confuse with Mr. Mom. What? There's also Suburban Commando, No Holds Barred, Rocky Three. Three, uh, seven ninjas, or two what? ninjas, or whatever. The How many ninjas? He was in a ninja movie. Hmm? How many ninjas? You, you I, I think it's I think it's like three or seven. Ninjas? I forget. <laughs> three <or> seven. <laughs> Look, it was Somewhere a video game. Number. <laughs> it was a video game number. adaptation movie. I don't really remember. Uh, um, yeah. See, now I just want to see. Since you couldn't tell if it was three or seven, I was like, it's three, three musketeers, and now I want to see Man in the Iron Mask with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Oh As Jesus! Well, are, are you sure you want to see that? So, so we need to figure out who the other Musketeers would be. It'd be Hogan, Savage, obviously, um, Andre. No, you got to You got Well, I mean, so three is ninjas. so is Savage. Yeah. He was the, the three ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. I have. <laughs> I, I got. How did I forget Santa with muscles? That's, that's what. That's, that's what I was movie. talking about. That's the Christmas movie. That's the Christmas movie. Yeah, Santa with muscles. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, hey, hey, anyway, I'm just saying he wouldn't have he wouldn't have hit the hood of a car, all right? Yeah, listen, his, his like the weird fever dream Muppets movie that like I saw a lot as a child, but no one ever brings up ever. Yeah, oh, I, I really enjoyed that movie when I was a kid, and now I lo look at it, and I'm like, ooh, it's like ooh, the weirdest, buddy. darkest one. 
it's so bizarre. I mean, I'm glad we have a we have a, a backstory for Gonzo, I guess. But anyway, yeah, we can. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd rather talk about Muppets movies that I haven't See, seen. The, at this the point. true the true spinoff the true spinoff is when Claire and I inevitably go into our Muppets podcast. Yes, <laughs> but enough about Hulk Hogan's movie career. That's an entirely different episode. I guarantee it. Let's talk about his his music career. <laughs> so, a little backstory on Hulk Hogan is actually he he according to him. So you know, gonna gonna you know take as much sand as you want for this. <laughs> according to him, he considered becoming a musician before he got into wrestling. He he in fact plays the bass, and according to him, he was offered the spot of being the bassist of Metallica. But he turned them down. X. <laughs> this story is definitely Slams the X a button. lie. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrect. But anyway, so he has some musical ability. And <laughs> I mean, we're going to have a whole album of this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what, what caused this album is, is you have to go back to 1992. Where 1992, he's in the WWF. He is fulfilling a Make-A-Wish. I'm telling you, there's there's a point here. <laughs> he's doing a Make-A-Wish about this kid in 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 the UK, and he invites him to sit ringside at one of their shows coming up. And then he gets to the show, and the kid had apparently passed away before, so he couldn't make it, and the seat had to stay empty. And this inspired Hulk Hogan to write a power ballad. And that's on this album. Oh, that feels no. really sweet and really terrible. I I'm scared now because imagine if, if it's really bad, that poor kid. That poor <laughs> kid oh, is this is the genuine emotion meets absolute lack of talent. Usually, creates something good though. I hey, hey the room right? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. and so. He at some point uh, relayed this to uh, Jimmy Hart, and Jimmy Hart was Hulk Hogan's manager slash close friend, and he is he is the most musically talented person on this album. He is legitimately a songwriter, and he wrote a lot of music for the WWE in the eighties. Uh, he had several of his theme songs are kind of iconic and actually good. Oh, <laughs> so we have some talent here, but apparently. They were Hogan and, and Hart decided we're gonna like write a whole album, and they just wrote song, wrote a bunch of songs, and they recorded that album as as the band Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band. Wrestling Boot Band. Boot Band. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. I'm afraid. <laughs> and I was expecting something way worse and a little more demeaning to women. That was way better. <laughs> Not wrong. No, no, no. But yes, but uh, the personnel on this album is you have Hulk Hogan on vocals and bass. Excellent. Mm. Uh, JJ McGuire, who's apparently one of Jimmy Hart's music friends. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I don't really know a lot about him. Uh, he played keyboard, key, uh, guitar, vocals, bass, and drums. A little bit of everything here. Yeah. Uh, the best inclusion, Linda Balea. That's Hogan's wife. Oh, oh no! no. Uh, to make that more specific, kid. is then wife. Oh they, yeah, they've divorced, since, they've divorced since this album came out, and it I'm was sure the album's that fault. Means, 
<laughs> I was about to say. I'm I'm sure that this that that will age well. Is is that his his wife was on this album, mm. Mm. and then and then she's on vocal and percussion, and then Jimmy Hart is on vocals and percussion. Vocal and percussion means that there was a triangle involved. Or a- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, according to this, it, according to Wikipedia, this album peaked at number 12 on the top kids albums in 90s. Oh, what a distinguished honor. Amazing. Hold on. Was it intended to be a kids album? Yeah, that yeah. it's Hulk Hogan, so yes. Yeah, this is the time where like WWF was still like a Saturday morning cartoon basically. No, bro. No, he was in WCW at this time. Oh. He was out of the WWF when this happened. Oh, yeah. I'd bro. like to think that Vince McMahon would have stopped him. <laughs> yeah, you, you you can think that all you want. You, we all he know that's not true. Him. I watched that Christmas episode. He would not have stopped him. It's literally, I it, look, look, again, the train, the train of thought here is so simple. <laughs> Hello, I like money. Yeah. Bring, I, bringing it back to the Muppets, I mean, you know. My girl. On that, on that, on that, on that Christmas episode, we saw a bunch of the wrestlers want to, you know, want to, want to, so yeah, yeah, slash, 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 pressure Kermit into, you know, fucking Miss yeah. Piggy. Yeah, so, you know, it, yeah, clearly, I, we've there, we've always been at, at some level or other marketing to the kids here in a really confusing way. <laughs> really confusing <laughs> way. <laughs> You know, inviting children to have a fun Christmas celebration with Santa only to mortally injure him. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I I do have to say the fact that that power ballad inspired by the poor dead Make a Wish kid is on an album called Hulk Rules feels unbelievably horrifyingly gauche, and I and the the tonal shift. I can only imagine it's going to give me such whiplash that I'm going to need to put my neck in a brace for a month. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, David. Uh, everybody froze on my end for about 15 seconds there, so I have no idea what's gauche. Oh, uh, oh, the yeah. power ballad on an album called Hulk Rules. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Because you see, let's, I, was gonna, I was thinking, how am I going to get to the genre talk? Because let's talk about this. What is the <laughs> genre of the album? Uh, the number one, the first genre, (laughs) the the first thing it lists is album-oriented rock. Um, I don't really understand what that term means, but Wikipedia says that it is characterized by a layered, mellifluous sound and sophisticated production with considerable dependence on melodic hooks. Yeah, it's... Bad rock. Is it meant to be like experienced through the album, not necessarily live? Because that first part made it sound like, oh, there's no way that this would work if you were performing it live, but it's good to listen to while you're doing something else. That it does see the the term album oriented rock seems to be mostly about like radio formatting. So that might be that might be work. Look. All I know is as soon as it said layered, I knew it was incorrect relating to this album. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's a Phil Spector production or anything. It's not yeah, true. no, it, I guarantee it's not. Uh, then you have the secondary genre of, of pop, 
figures. And then here's one I'm so excited for. It lists rap rock as a genre. Yes. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's going to rap here, folks. Why? Every white celebrity in the 90s thought that they could rap. Every WWE is a weird history of white rappers. I don't get it. <laughs> Alternate theory that might be even better. What if it's not Hulk rapping? What if it's one of the other people on the album rapping and Hulk is just in the background like, oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah, I'm you, dude. That, that Vanilla Ice is really cool, brother. I, think, I, I can do what he does, dude. I need, I need, a, a, I need a beat that's sampled entirely just from Hulk Hogan saying, "Yeah, brother." Just, here's, just, here's my cultural studies part of me coming. Through. Please, I just think it's interesting. So many, especially like children's media characters and hosts, were trying to rap in the mid '90s. Because they saw that it was big, but they didn't exactly know the history or context of the mm -hmm. musical genre. So you got a bunch of like, you know, Mickey Mouse with backwards hats trying their hands. <laughs> Dude, that that time know. before gang gangster rap blew up because was they, a wild time. That the kids were loving it, but they seriously, since it was a new genre, had no idea what like this cultural significance of it at all. Yeah. They're just like they're just like oh you don't have to you don't have to sound pretty with your voice you can just yeah. say words I can do that how, how, how do you do fellow kids do you they like the raps they thought it was like the opening number of the Music Man with like a drum machine beat <laughs> look what do you talk what do you talk what do you talk yeah. I, I speak. What, what, <laughs> what do you talk brother. Yeah. Now, now I need an all uh, WWE wrestler production of the Music Man. <laughs> Who would be the Con Man? They're all Con Man. Um, all perfectly cast for this. Uh, that's a. It, it depends. It depends. If you want like actual talent, CM Punk. If you want like thematic coherence, Vince McMahon. <laughs> See, now I have a picture of The Rock in like a nice suit wearing one of those stupid hats telling the town that they got trouble, 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 trouble. See, trouble. I, I, Brother. I think The Rock seems like the person I'd most believe would like be a reform, like reform from his con man ways at the end of the story. Yeah, that's fair. That's no, fair. what you really got to worry about, who's going to play the pack of teenage girls? See, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Everybody no. knows that there's Marion. You don't remember Zanita has friends. They're the ones who do the shapoopy. Yo, yo, wait, it, it, wait. I, it's it's inspired, fine. inspired idea. John Cena is an oversized Tommy Gilles. Just saying. Anyway. Geely Cly. <laughs> he could do it. I'm just saying. Anyway. Oh God, this is this is genre. <laughs> Talk about genre hopping. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is awesome. I mean, I'm gonna please I'm gonna, more. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna throw this out there. Is it like if we're casting Vince McMahon as as our as our uh, as our Harold Hill? I would like to point out that there were that Vince McMahon wrote a lot of women to have to like lust after him. It yeah. was a heel in the early 2000s. So this like, if you need your group of me. women to play this part, you got it. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay, one more, one more, one more. Vicky Guerrero as 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 Mrs. Shin. Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, so yeah. I'm guessing we have the title of the episode now. If WWE did the music band. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. What what a what an absolute uh, cluster that this first half was, which is what I was hoping for with four yeah. people, and we're talking yes. about Hulk Hogan making music. I'm so excited. I somehow think that no matter what we say, it's not going to be as big of a mess as the actual album that we are about yeah, to listen to. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like we've um, gotten sidetracked. It's not going to be half as bad as what we're listening to. Yeah, I guess before we go, I'm going to ask if you would like to know the track listing just I, to get a sense of where we're going here please I think, all right let's yeah well all right uh you have hulksters in the house of course um american made which was his wcw theme song it's probably going to be the best song on this album by default <laughs> hulksters back the wrestling boot traveling band <laughs> add to the bone not not a cover of that. Okay. No, it's not. No. It's a different bad to the bone. What? It's that's a different one. Really bold like, to have that's... a song that's not a cover that has the same name as one of the biggest classic rock songs of all time. But yeah, that's sacrilege. Let me tell you, honey, I'm bad to the bone, brother. <laughs> It'd be like uh, a song called Across the Universe that is <laughs> not the Beatles Across the Universe. I mean, this is the real one. <laughs> you have uh, I want to be a Hulkamaniac <laughs> Beach Patrol <laughs> What? I love Hulk. a terrible beach song I love a bad beach song <laughs> It's uh, genuinely good though I think I found my new favorite pool jam <laughs> Oh god uh, Oh no Hulk's the one Remember how that Linda Hogan thing I was bringing up Oh, oh no Oh Jesus Christ <laughs> Oh, great. I can't wait to hear his ex-wife sing a Simp song. Uh, Hulkster in Heaven. That's that's the... Why the is Hulkster so many of the titles of these songs? Wait, because why is Hulkster Hulk- in Heaven the power ballad? No! Yeah. Man. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> he, like, because because Hulk, Hulk Hogan has, has branding here, all of his... all He is the Hulkster. All of his fans are the Hulkamaniacs. Branding. It's like he's physically incapable of not making everything about himself. No, no. If if you thought this was going to be anything other than a giant Hogan ego stroke, then I'm afraid (laughs) I have bad news. Terminology question. If he is the Hulkster and he wrote this for a Hulkamaniac, should this not be Hulkamaniac in heaven? Oh, I was thinking that. Thank you. That is, that's a good point. But Unless he's writing about his own death and it has nothing to do with the kid. No, no, it's about the kid. That'd be very introspectful, and I don't think he has that ability. <laughs> I don't think he's capable. <laughs> All of a sudden, in the middle of we it's get like this philosophical diatribe on the self. <laughs> it's it's not even him singing. There's like there's like a somber like piano track going we in the background here. You guys remember that time Bruce Springsteen performed on the Tony Awards and heaven was just like a monologue about where he grew up, like with his own it like that, but like Okay. <laughs> Sun Tzu once said, brother. Here's the thing about that. Uh my dad is a Bruce Springsteen dad. Meaning that the only thing he ever listens to is E Street Radio. <laughs> which plays not only all of his songs, but all of his live performances, which include yep. a lot of stories and talking. Mm-hmm. So that was just a regular mm-hmm. thing to me. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I didn't realize necessarily how weird that was because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's one of those when I grew up in New Jersey. 
<laughs> but see, now I desperately need to hear that from the Hulkster. No, that's what you got from this. I want to hear Claire do a Bruce Springsteen style parody album. Okay, oh, well that too, obviously. Please be, please have that be your second release, Claire. Yes, no. yes. Please, God. Uh, uh, to finish out the track listing, because we can't end, we can't end on something meaningful. We have to end on an up on an upbeat. Uh, the last track is the title track, Hulk Rules. Naturally, not Hulkster Rules. Hulk Rules. All right. Hulk All right. Rules. Mm. Oh boy. Oh yes. boy. This is our. This is our. Our wonderful ten songs that in in its twenty nine minutes long album. So we're gonna wow. be in and out of here. At least it's short. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God. In and in and out, guys. Twenty nine minute album. <laughs> anyway, see you guys in the back half. I oh, guess. Um, pray for us. <laughs> and we are back. We I have, have a lot to say. We have uh, just finished Hulk Hogan's amazing magnum opus of an album, Hulk Rules. Uh, I'm willing to open up to the floor, but I would like to point out that uh, again, calling back to our second episode, continuity. What we got the we got it. Long term storytelling here, David. You swore that we were going to listen to this album and you were going to be able to come up with a really deep philosophical meaning to it all. Oh, Jesus. So I feel oh, like I didn't. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> feel free to philosophize. Okay. So we all spent the last half hour coming to understand the, the true meaning of Hulk Hogan's soul. And when he says Hulk rules, what he is truly saying is that Hulk is the king of all. You see, you see, you see, no, 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 no. You see, not, not, not only Hulk, Hulk, you think, you, you, you think of Hulk and you think wrestling ring. You think this is a man who does one thing and he stays in that one thing. But no, my friends, this man is ubiquitous. Hulk is all. Hulk is music. Hulk is the beach patrol. Hulk is in heaven. Hulk is... <laughs> he's not in heaven yet. Hulk is, Hulk is on a motorcycle. And then Hulk he'll truly, wrestle a small, ill child in heaven. Hulk truly embodies um, the, the soul of this universe. Uh, Hulk is a metaphor for, for all of us, truly. Um, the the, the uh, level to which he, he is able to ascend to bring us, to bring us uh, experiences beyond our own recognition is 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 something that is uh is, is truly inspiring i believe um and and what am i saying this this album was a piece of shit and it was and it was hilarious to riff the entire time i think one of the best parts of this album is the uh lyrics genius yes <laughs> hey it was the only way we could know what the hell he was saying and even then sometimes even genius.com didn't know what the words were uh, let's give an example for the title track. Uh, there's a line: "He'll stand up for your rights." You know you'll question mark question mark question mark. 
yes, they not even the not not even the album was able to make sense of whatever gibberish was where those question marks are in the song. I really tried. I it's it was mush to me. I did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear it at all. I did not hear that at all. <laughs> Another it, excellent thing yeah. about the genius is the annotations. Yes. Yep. Yes. We we were truly guided along our journey by some paragons of culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, favorite one was on the white. His what? The one his wife sang to him on that song. The fourth <laughs> line of the song is "Please be bad to me." And the annotation says, um, careful what you wish for, lady. And I feel like that really sums up the general feeling of the rest of this is just that. Be huh. careful what you <laughs> Very wish for. Very poor choice for. of words. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh my god. The, that simp song from his wife was the most confusing thing I've ever heard. Because the entire time, it reads like one gigantic backhanded compliment. It's like... Every single line is like, you, please be bad to me. Um, Hulk, uh, Hulk had me hooked from the very first look, had me down on my knees. I heard the alarm. I should have called the police. Uh, I'm too blind to see. Your, you turn the lights out on me. <laughs> so th- this, 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 this whole song, the, Hulk is the one screams like a secret help me sign. There's red flags everywhere. (laughs) Big red flags. I, I, I want to know like what was running through her mind. Like as she sang, as she sang this song, like, like this entire thing is her going guys, guys, I'm trapped in an abusive, loveless marriage. Please somebody get me out of here. I'm banging you. Please God. Here's what I have to say about this whole album. Um, I don't believe that there was one real instrument played <laughs> in this entire venture. It all sounded like whole music. Same with, yeah. It all sounded like the backing track for I would think that, that it, said, it said his wife did percussion, though. So I feel like there had to be at least no. one like shaker egg that had seen in it. No, that was all drum machine. That was all drum machine. There's no way. Maybe she pressed the button on the drum machine. Yeah. Party <laughs> button makes that, sound yeah, doper. They also, they also, it also is credited that Jimmy Hart did effects. So I guess Jimmy Hart did the whole album then. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I the Hulk on bass is. I, I was really, when you mentioned Hulk on bass, I thought to myself, you know, I have no doubt Hulk's singing voice is terrible. I wonder if he's at all competent on the bass. I don't believe for a second he played a single note of the goddamn bass guitar on this no, entire album. No, because there were no real instruments. It sounded like they put it together in GarageBand. I know. It was, it, <laughs> and even then, paint. even then, it sounded cheap for GarageBand. It sounded lower tier than GarageBand. <laughs> it, it did. Um... The only song on this album worth a crap, shockingly, is the one is the Rick Derringer song. I think. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Beach Patrol is the best song on this album. Beach, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I have to agree with Gord. Beach Patrol was transcendent. You, you make a good point in that the lyrics in Beach Patrol are batshit. <laughs> I love. I feel like I it's someone it. who got drunk and watched Baywatch and then tried to explain an episode of Baywatch. <laughs> but they don't know who any of the characters are right. and they blacked out for a chunk. So they aren't <laughs> entirely sure what's going on. So they missed the ending and they're like, Oh, I guess we better call nine one one. 
I love this 80s and 90s moral celebrity culture thing where they're always going, don't do drugs, swim with a buddy, wear your seatbelt. But like celebrities in the 80s and 90s are like notorious for living the most hedonistic, dangerous lifestyles known to man. Just like free basing cocaine off of like strippers. <laughs> yeah. Wild uh, driving. Like it's and, and, me. <laughs> and, wrestler, and wrestlers were absolutely nuts about this. Even more so. Like I yeah. Hulk Hogan is is a coke fiend, regardless of anything he'll say about it, and a steroid abuser. There's what the fuck are you on about, man? Well, maybe when he says eat your vitamins, he's referring to steroids. <laughs> so when he says don't do drugs, he means save the cocaine for me. This is the Hulk Hogan version of the Disney subliminal messaging. Yeah. <laughs> Take off your clothes. <laughs> and 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 <laughs> I I I think I think I love it is it not only is he just like he doesn't just be like don't do drugs he suggests what you should do when like a drug dealer tries to push you to do drugs and his answer is to say Hogan's catchphrase what you gonna do <laughs> don't ever threaten a drug dealer like that <laughs> unless you're ready to be sad hey hey hey, hey you know if if, if 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 any of if any of the Hulkamaniacs get killed in an unfortunate drug dealing accident, um, all, all that needs to happen. In heaven. Well, no, well, yeah, he'll wrestle with them in heaven, and then he needs to, and then he, then he'll he'll blast. I want to be a Hulkamaniac over like all of the world's radios, and he'll recruit more Hulkamaniacs to replace the old ones that that died. You gotta train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins too. Those are three things, maybe two of. Two out of three. The, th- the I, three edicts. No, that is that done. is his edicts. Is say the, the, your prayers Hulk- and your vitamins are his edicts. <laughs> the ten Hulky commandments. Did he get money from the government to suggest this? Like, if they were so, don't do drugs. Somebody had to be paying somebody money or something, right? I think this was just kind of par for the course for if you appeal to children in the nineties. Like. Yeah, I think I think Hogan could have easily have been been convinced to do that himself, to do that kind yeah. of messaging by himself without always without like being paid with a buddy, Work real hard and always study. If you want to be real, real cool, don't be stupid and play the fool. I guess unless you want to make a lot of money in the movie, <laughs> yeah. a wrestler. Yeah, it's your don't education be- each and every day. These are all the things that the maniacs say. Just say it, the Lord. <laughs> Get your education, kids, or you might end up like me, Hulk Hogan, a very famous and, and rich wrestler. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, we've seen, we've seen on, um, on, uh, oh, oh, crap, I can't remember his name. We've seen, we've seen what happens when, when wrestlers ascend to a higher plane of intellect and engage in, uh, for example, complicated math. Uh, Scott Snyder. Oh, oh, we're not ready for that. Lord, yeah, that, that's that's a later episode. <laughs> Just remember, they say all men are created equal. They are. <laughs> but, but I mean, if you were to look at Scott Steiner and you would look at Samoa Joe, you'd see that's <laughs> not true. Anyway, that- <laughs> sorry, this is one of my favorite videos of all time. <laughs> I've- I, I think I think we conclude that after after like the the, the brain power that went into composing these uh, <laughs> magnificent deeply philosophical lyrics, um, we can conclude that um, uh, 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 crap. Hulk is who love. The, Hulk is life. Not even Hulk. Uh, who's who, the guy? Who's the guy who did the music? 
Uh, Jimmy Hart. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart is also a genetic freak who is not normal. Um, the because, genius, oh the, man. David, the genius behind the Honky Tonk Man's theme was on display here. This. Oh, no. No. He why did. Is, he, oh, he, he wrote Honky Tonk Man's music. Honky Man. David, he wrote a bad Elvis impersonator song. Oh, if we if we want to talk about the genius lyrics, I think my favorite thing is on the is on the 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 first track, Hulksters in the House. Um, yeah, what what a start, you know. What a what a generic elevator music hold tone start. Okay, but here's I, my thing about that song is that I don't think they actually wrote lyrics. I think they just took a bunch of random phrases that they've heard <laughs> say and put them together in a vaguely rhyming fashion. Is this or the mid nineties version? Was advanced enough that this could have been written by a computer? Like, I was going to say, is this the mid nineties version of the I force an AI to watch a thousand hours of X meme and have it spit out a script? Is that what this is? I, had... I force an AI to watch to watch a thousand hours of Hulk, Homo, Hulk Hogan promos and write a musical album around it. <laughs> See, you joke, but those memes were great because it gave us the most perfect criminal mind scene in which we are looking for a white male in his mid to late 20s. <laughs> oh, shit. Austin. Oh, no. I we need to hide. I could be a villain on a criminal minds episode. I could be a villain on a criminal minds episode. Well, with that anyway. mustache, you look like one. Hey, hey, hey. With this hair, I look like Matthew Gray Gubbler. I can play both. Um, uh, so going back, going back to Beach Patrol. Uh, yes. the lines in this song refers to him turning on his radio to the rap channel i'm sorry no the- nothing, nothing <laughs> about hulk hogan convinces me that he would ever listen to anything written by a black person wait wait wait, no. wait clear 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 no 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 not the rap channel the rap rap channel the rap- that's actually that's actually incorrect it's supposed to be rap rock I can, supposed to say. I can i can promise you that hulk hogan is one of those people who you know, thinks that anyone who listens to rap music is a thug. Yeah. Based on his own history with uh, racial politics. <laughs> now listen here, listen here, dude. I don't got nothing against black people, brother. I just don't like it when they date my daughter unless they're a seven-foot-tall millionaire basketball player, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, who who regularly, like, appeared on stage in the 80s and 90s and, you know, like, a fucking Speedo is like, is like, oh, these degenerates who wear their pants below their boxers. <laughs> Yeah, imagine wearing a Speedo every day on national TV and then having the balls to, like, be racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't be, be leathery skin. I can't be racist, brother. One of my best friends is Mr. T. <laughs> I can't. I can't be racist, brother. I uh, um um Booker T gave me the N word pass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable with the energy we've created in this podcast. I don't apologize. All right, time to I'm so I guess, sorry. I guess it's time to be like many wrestling fans in 2021 and put aside Hulk Hogan's racism <laughs> to get back to about the album. Oh my I mean, God. I know it's impossible to discuss Hulk Hogan without discussing the racism, but let's try to view the album as its own separate thing. Let's consider it without Hulk Hogan being attached to it. Does it hold up? I mean, okay, to be fair, we, no, kind of, no. to be no, fair, no, we no. kind of can consider 
this album without he has a song about being an american and how much he loves america it's part of this like vague 90s patriotism and the Which song was, reminds me of this big wave of songs that came out that fundamentally misunderstood Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Because they just heard a rousing chorus singing Born in the USA, I was born in the USA, and then conveniently forgot to listen to the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> Which is about how America is in a racist imperial force trying to force our fascist hand in Vietnam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 you say you say USA and brain and brain go blank. No think, just just America. <laughs> just America. Now, like I I like uh, this is this song this song is an this song is is like literally a copy pie, pay almost like a copy pay. It's a, it's the you know it's it, it's his WCW copy theme. Pasted and you reply you've been find all and replace so that yeah it's uh, I was. It his W it's his WCW theme, which looked at his WWE theme is like, hey, can I copy your work? And the WWE theme says, sure, just erase a couple, just change a couple of the answers. <laughs> it is about the exact same damn thing. It, it is, is the by the same singer. <laughs> oh, I, I, I gotta say, I, I don't know. If the the wrestling boot traveling band song, our our resident Buffett pastiche for some reason, um, I I don't know if like I enjoyed that more or less than I enjoy Buffett. Which for my for the for the viewers at home, I'll say what what also pissed off my coworkers when we were off the air, which is I don't like Jimmy Buffett music. Um, that this one no, it was the, the because you have because you like to overthink everything and you can't enjoy something just because it's fun. Wait, you dude, you're literally talking to someone who's obsessed with Power Rangers. Don't talk to me I about am a not thinking. I'm a native and a queer woman, meaning I am the key demographic for Jimmy Buffett music. Okay? <laughs> yeah, <see? laughs> I'm not saying Wearing it's bad Hawaiian music. I'm just saying I don't at vibe Riverbend with it. Stadium, listening to Jimmy Buffett's second day in our city. All right. Hey, no, I there is no there is no judgment for me. So the so ironic so, best part of Jurassic World is Jimmy Buffett carrying those margaritas. You okay. see, that, that that was a very funny part of Jurassic World. <laughs> True. So I mean, I guess if we have the opinion of the of the Buffett hater, I know, I know. Claire, I, 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 I want to hear the, I hear the parent the... heads analyze analyze the wrestling boot traveling band. Which was absolutely Jimmy Hart having heard a Jimmy Buffett song once and being like, okay, I can write that. We're both named Jimmy. I don't remember if it was in that song, but I would like to take this conversation back to what I was talking about the last time I was on this podcast, which is about how homophobic yet homoerotic the WWE is. Yes! Absolutely, yes. Because he tends to mention, like, boys' night out. I'm like, hmm, okay. Interesting. He he consistently uses the term clanging and banging. And that's exclusively you. And he means that as in like weights, but also, yeah. You're onto something, Claire, because his wife sings an entire love song to him. He never mentions his wife in this entire day. He doesn't. He has multiple songs where he's talking about picking up chicks. Yeah, talks about her. He like thanks his fans. He doesn't thank his family or his wife or anything. Going off of 
Hulk Hogan's opinions about black people. I'm going to assume that he also doesn't like gay people, which is kind of funny to me, considering he's made his whole career wearing a Speedo while being jacked up and tan, which... Yeah. And getting I'm, close and sweaty with guys wearing the exact same thing. Yes. Literally, Literally if he like, went in like, a gay club, he would make probably as much money a night. He... So. Oh my god. Imagine that strip, strip routine. I, I I don't want to, David. Now I have. Now you've put this in my mind. There, we watch it all the time with him tearing his shirt. It's just it's just translated yeah, to also the speedo. But then you put a pole there, and now it's just now I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> you know, now that I've done pole yeah. dancing, I would love to see that. As <laughs> I have said before, the WWE is extremely camp and extremely gay. And I think what would take it over the edge for me and a lot of other people who just kind of find it boring and macho is if they embraced it and turned it up even higher. Yeah, I don't disagree. Lean give into me, it. Give me, give me, give me a Pride Parade version of Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's so much missed potential in WWE. Like there, there's so many demographics they won't reach just because they don't realize that what they already have it there. They just need to emphasize it. I mean, I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty fair assessment. Um, mm-hmm. They they as as displayed here the the demographic look while 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 Claire while Claire as a as a queer woman from Cincinnati is the true demographic for Buffett even even that. They, I'm sure these morons were intending it to be, you know, we're all, we're all envisioning the same, the same t- two like white dudes listening to this, these, every, every track on this album. They're, they're all very keyed in. Imagine, imagine if we got, uh, God, I don't even know. Hey, hey David, how does it feel being, being part of like the billionth wrestling podcast with the, with this exact demographic? Oh Jesus! I would never really brought it out before, but I would like to. I would like to ask. That is, you know, you know, that is 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 that our demographic? What's we demographic? Fit, we fit the demographic. We fit, what is oh, we, we fit the demographic. The two white dudes who who watch the same. Two white all the dudes time. who watch who watch wrestling. We fit this uh-huh. demographic. We is we yeah. we fit the expected demographic here. Yeah. This is why you needed to bring women in for your twenty fifth. Yeah, See, this is why I like Drag Race because it knows exactly what it is and it leans in super hard about it. Mm-hmm. We it's need. Like, it's like if WWE knew exactly what it was doing. We need a Drag Race crossover in WWE. Can you imagine? That would be amazing. So, you, know, I, I have I been want, trying to. I want when, RuPaul on on commentary. Yeah. Okay. You, there is a you, you know there is a YouTube series of two drag race uh do two drag queens reviewing wrestling, right? That makes sense. No. Yeah. You're just finding out about this. I'll find it. But yeah. Okay. I'll, but but all this to say, god, imagine if we got like Hulk rules, but it had like genres that were meant for for other than like the Austins and Davids of the world. That would be that would be exceptional. I would love that. See, I agree with you, but I also would like to to push back on a point you just made. You just said that this album is for the Austins and the Davids of the world, and I disagree. Okay, this album is not for anybody. Okay, they tried to make it for the Austins and Davids of the world and failed miserably. Okay, hold on. Speaking of homoeroticism, did we figure out what he means by pythons? Because he brings that word up. He, a he, of times he, does, he 
he de- he taught he's talking about his biceps. But but he there, one of the songs says him like calling upon his bi- or what God what is it? It was like yeah. this penultimate calling song or something. Pythons. Yeah, or is it was that it? It was in Hall, it was in the title song, the title number. Um the, me, the eponymous me, Hulk. Blah 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 blah. Um um he's calling for his pythons, for his pythons. Which, 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 which seems to indicate to me that his arms are in fact detachable which <laughs> i have so many questions since when did hulk hogan become a bionicle figure uh, see i'm thinking like a stretch armstrong situation where they have to come in close to be able to actually lift anything but they're long and skinny noodle arms the rest of the time we're gonna, we're, gonna, a- we're gonna learn one day that that hulk hogan has been living his entire life in one in one of the spongebob muscle suits yeah. <laughs> One day he's gonna inflate it too much. It's gonna pop on live TV. Yep. Again. And then and then he'll lean into the surrealism, baby. You gotta you gotta go for it. And then he'll get carted off to Weenie Hut General. <laughs> Weenie Hut General. Yeah. I no legitimately i want i want surrealist re- like i mean in a way hulk rules is surrealist wrestling mm-hmm. uh, i i i've been waiting i've told austin i want a musical episode i want i want wwe to do to do an episode where all the wrestlers are like singing at each other in ring i know you think you want this david but i feel like I, we've, we've seen enough musical presentation from these people yeah that's, um that's a they, terrible idea yeah, would this not be the surrealism though that I, got, we I gotta i gotta i gotta ask you then like how many albums am i gonna have to show you before you realize <laughs> that what you don't want to hear is an entire group of wrestlers singing songs all day look there uh there there is there there is an asymptote to this all right you you can show me as many um as many mm-hmm. albums as you like and i will get closer and closer to that conclusion but i will never reach it there, there will be a part of me perpetually not letting myself accept that a musical episode of Monday Night Raw would be the single greatest thing in television history. Okay, that's that's the surrealism that 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 Claire's been calling for. That would that would even that to tie everything together. That would even uh, allow for even more fun in the production design, like we had in our episode with Elizabeth. Yes, please, please, my idea. friend, please. Yes, oh, thank dear. you. So, um. My parents were watching TV and I came downstairs the other day to be like, why is Marnie Nixon singing in here? And that's making me think, what if we had people dub them so that the wrestlers are doing everything? Oh, okay, okay. We have like well-known voice actors okay. and Broadway personalities dub them so that the singing actually sounds good. You know, I'm not I will, I will accept dubbing. this idea if I, the dubbing is hilariously badly matched. Yes, yes. I feel like it would be by default. Yes, I don't think that any of those wrestlers can lip sync in the slightest. However, it would be spectacular to hear like Brian Darcy James's voice coming out of some guy. I want, I want, I want Christian. Oh, he's he's how oh, he's retired. If if CM Punk were still fighting, I'd want Christian Borle to be to, to to voice CM Punk. I just want Nathan Lane to be John Cena. Yes. I want no no. I want Nathan Lane to be Kane. <laughs> I am the devil's favorite demon. <laughs> See, but Nathan, you and I'm Ernie Sabella as Daniel Bryan. <laughs> See, but David, we cannot forget that Andrew Reynolds must be at least one of these men. 
Oh, oh god. I feel like we could le- I feel like we could legitimately get Andrew Reynolds in the ring. He would do just, it, just yes. Straight up. Just straight up. Still better <laughs> still better than playing James in the Pokemon music. <clears throat> hey, alright. Uh, hey now, I have nothing to say about that because I keep putting off watching the Pokemon music. <laughs> You can watch the musical hell and basically just get the highlights. Yeah, I don't want the musical hell version. I want the full experience. I mean, I'm never going to watch Basmati Blues and now I don't have to. <laughs> okay, can we take a second to talk about the the off-brand bad to the bone that's all about being on a motorcycle and that's yeah. it? That was honestly... I don't know. It was honestly the most forgettable song on this album. I was going to say, it's so lame, but what cracks me up about it is two things. One, the fact that it has been recycled into two different WCW theme songs. Um, First, uh, Brian Pillman's WCW Blondes Have More Fun theme, and then um, Chris Jericho's California Sun, uh, the latter of which, for some reason, cuts off the beginning of the song. And we we have a lyric about um, um, head down the highway, let that Harley rip and roar, which, like, first of all, woof, um, hammers no. out the throttle, which, to Claire's point, man, that sounds like an innuendo, uh, oh. uh, turn up the volume, because we like rock and roll, the girls all know that we're out of control, I, I made this observation while we were listening, That's why from a 52-year-old and a 42-year-old, uh, definitely getting all of that, all, all of that, like, womanly mm-hmm. interest in them, by blasting rock and roll from their Harley Davidsons in 1995, and That's not how you know somebody's metal, and not just any man over 30 refers to women as girls in songs. Yeah, like no, it's at it's your different. age they're women, and and I'd, and 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 I guess and and you know and we have to pretend that Hulk Hogan in particular is the sex symbol of this album. Hulk Hogan, who is balding with a mullet only in the back of his head. <laughs> Leathery skin, mm-hmm. a obnoxious mustache, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and let's be honest, not that attractive in the face, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not a lie, not not remotely a lie. I, you could try to argue people. that beauty is on the inside. However, except it's Hulk Hogan. It's not. People watched his sex tape. You know the mysteries of the worlds. I, there's. I don't really want to talk about the sex tape. <laughs> That's for the 50th I mean, episode. Oh, oh no. God. Can we not? Can we not? I'm not reviewing his sex tape. I'm we're just not, gonna go we're not talking about... We're, I refuse. I refuse. There are, like... I would have to get, like... We would have to get some amazing sponsorship deal from, like... And, and like, be able to pair up with Legal Eagle to talk about that on stream. All right? I'm not, yeah, we're I, not. I'm not touching that with a 39-and-a-half-foot pole otherwise. Um, 39 and a half foot pole, the supposed length of Hulk Hogan's penis. <laughs> fun, fun fact Hulk Hogan, in his court testimony, tried to def- argue that he, Terry Bollea, and he, Hulk Hogan, are different people. And he used penis size as an example of how they're different. He claimed that he's got about a seven incher in, as Terry Bollea, and Hulk Hogan's a solid 10. What? How could he prove that? I beg your pardon. <laughs> from a legal, from a legal perspective, how do you, how do you prove that to be true? 
From a legal perspective, why would you even try and bother? You guys can't see this, but Elizabeth is currently quietly contemplating like like length in the corner. Also, also with the steroids, you think that it would be smaller as the Hulkster. I'm trying to think of a physiological uh, explanation for any of this, and I just can't. You expect you me to believe? Well, well, I guess if you only get erect as Perry, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Ha, ha, uh. Forget I said anything about that. <laughs> no, there are shots. So what if, like, I am absolutely no, not. No, no, we're not going there. That, that's a level to... of method acting that I don't think even. Hulk I'm Hogan not is looking into to. this. <laughs> okay, I, moving on. So the simp song was weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, like, like I said, that was just like, again, I'm pretty sure that was just like a, a subtle, subtle, in having quotations, cry for help from his poor ex-wife. Now, uh, I'm, I'm still yeah, trying- that sounded romantic to me that all no. sounded like she was begging for help. Like, you, I'm still, you turned on the charm, I heard the alarm, I should have called the police. I'm still trying to figure out what that's supposed to be saying. I'm still not over the line about how she's blind and he t- puts her lights out. So, like, either she's blind and he, like, and he, like, takes advantage yeah. of that to beat her up or he's blind and he just or she's blind and he puts her more in the dark honestly that whole that whole verse is kind of sketch uh my friends all tell me i'm under your spell that i'm too blind to see you come on so strong and then you are gone you turn the lights out on me this I does do. not sound like a healthy relationship even a little bit no this is beyond parody this, this is like Somehow this is worse than the wedding that you guys had me watch when I was on. Because I was like, the wedding actually seemed kind of wholesome without all the, like, behind-the-scenes context. You don't need behind-the-scenes context here to know that this is a fucked situation. I hope she has therapy now if she's still alive. (laughs) Yes, she's alive. This has the same energy... I looked it up. They got a divorce in 2007 because she found out that Hogan was having an affair. Wow, what a Uh, is the sex tape I gave it away? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the, the sex tape court trial didn't happen until like later, didn't it? No, that's 2010s because uh, because the because the the fun part of that, the part where he where it where his pillow talk involves the N word, was 2016. (laughs) Was when that came out. That sex tape is just. I mean, it's revealing in all of the worst ways. Yeah, I... Yeah. Imagine being outed as a racist via your sex tape. That's such a bizarre... I, <laughs> what I, a way I, to go in the public why, eye. Why are you even... Why were you even talking about that? I'm just... I... Just the again the the layers of the the layers of Hulk. He truly he truly embodies all. <laughs> It's to the point where now, where we are, it's hard for me to imagine Hulk being aimed at kids. Like, in a, like you said, because of the sex tape racism, right? Just mm-hmm. everything I know about Hulk Hogan now, none of that goes along with this kid-friendly, loving yeah. the Hulkamaniacs, a kid spending their make-a-wish on him, like... He was the it's when it comes a to disconnect. Him. It's so weird to listen to this in 2021 years because it makes like, no sense. Like he did so many make a wishes, he got an award for it. He was the John Cena before John Cena in that way. See, the reason I think John Cena is perfect in his role, though, is because he can appeal to kids perfectly because his character seems like a kid in the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan seems like seems like a, a, an adult man desperately trying to like be a kid, but he's just he he just 
to, uh, you know, yikes <laughs> to, to, I mean, to, to really John like Cena seems like a Shazam situation of like a 12 year old boy who <laughs> and was super jacked. Like, I mean, like you, yeah, you yeah. Want to, yeah. they do Shazam, but instead, of, I love Zachary Levi. He is wonderful. However, can we redo Shazam? Honestly, wait, no, no, even better. We need John Cena's Peter Pan. <laughs> yes. See, but David, Peter Pan is a woman, but she's a boy with her boy-shaped legs. Well, hey. and, and and if we got John Cena, we get especially boy-shaped legs. See, bada bing, bada boom. It's all very. Good. I I was I was gonna say, and then we somehow hit John Cena's Peter Pan. I was, I was gonna I was gonna say if I wanted to do super over and analyzing of Hulk Hogan's character because this is wrestling; it's not that deep usually. I would like to point out that what that Hulk Hogan was uh, kind of the, the the peak nationalism of the 80s. And yeah, all of his greatest rivals were uh, um, people from the Middle East, people from Russia, fat, fat people, and, and smart dickheads. I'm sorry, what did fat people do to, the, to Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Tag yourself, I'm smart dickheads. I don't... <laughs> It's like, just why that, would uh, you need to fight fat people? Well, it's more that like they keep ma- they kept making like fat lar- like fat s- seven feet tall it or slightly under people is like the monster heels for Hogan to s- to slay. That's so, <laughs> so weird, especially considering I don't know, just like demographic wise. <laughs> population of America. It's not supposed to be a dig. Like I don't, I don't care. But like, mm-hmm. it seems weird that you would, you know. Well, to a man of such pure athleticism and um, American spirit, the only thing that he could fight that would be potentially scary would be somebody who's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what could be more American than? Ugly mustaches and leathery skin. The master race, indeed. <laughs> yep. And and we're, I don't hey, I don't hey, know. Hey, I'm hey, not hey, adding hey, on to that anyway. Wait, wait, wait! If Hulk Hogan is the leader of the master race, does that make the Hulkamaniacs and his version of the Hitler Youth? Oh my God, David, you've cracked. David, we have. <laughs> What have you done that's, to this that's, podcast? Wait, that's what this is. It's 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 a it's a secret fascist programming uh, album. You just figured that out. We've Crack uncovered it. What did you think that an American-made song was? Look, look, I was the I, it overwhelming t- it a, toxic masculinity didn't clue you in. Look, it took me a second to it took it it took me a second, but like the utter incoherency of the lyrics, like giving me the exact vibes is whatever, like dumbass programming code they used for Bucky in, in the in the Captain America movies. Like <laughs> it's the exact same. It's the exact any, same. Any song that reminds me in any way of and I'm proud to be an American is oh, automatically true. going to be classified as racist in my brain. I don't hey, it that's, doesn't matter what they actually think. If any song like that things were gonna work for all my life. I don't I don't know if you guys had to sing that song on a regular basis in elementary school. I uh, did. We did not. One year. It was nah, my I dance song for dance class. You got. You gotta love that post nine eleven intense patriotism. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you can't forget um the angry American though with um the Just Statue of Liberty. Yeah. 
I, I, I really think that the best time to have released this album was clearly after 9-11. Oh. <laughs> it was oh. ahead of its time. But unironically, would have done so well. <laughs> so I'm not being sarcastic. It would have killed. Let's yeah. just recap so far. In this in this discussion of Hulk rules, we've managed to, to get on such topics as The Music Man, Bruce Springsteen, The Muppets, Hulk dubbing. Hogan's sex tape, dubbing. <laughs> Hitler Youth and 9-11 David you do realize you're responsible for a decent chunk of that yeah, oh I'm fully aware that I, that, that I am a bad influence on the rest of this discourse do not think that is lost on me for and a I moment think, and we let, haven't me even really... my, let me adjust my glasses here real quick um, I do have to say that wrestling in many ways uh, portrays the myth of the ubermensch and the <laughs> man in the way that the uh, perfect specimen is seen in society. Okay. Um, You're not going to get any disagreements from me. Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> All Claire needs to do is throw in talk of lobsters and becomes a Jordan Peterson segment. <laughs> How dare you? I'm Jewish. You know. <laughs> <laughs> to take this to somewhere lighter, can I compare this yet again to um, Hallmark? I would oh, absolutely love to hear go for it. how this ties in. Before go we get, I it. feel like the Mac. I feel like we have we have to, we have one more song we've not really talked about. Oh but yeah, please I'm saving the best for last. It's please explain. Sweet. I'm trying to do um Christmas at Graceland. Um, who was the girl in that? Because after Christmas at Graceland debuted. They gave the lead actress, whose name is, I'm looking it up, Kelly Pickler. They gave Kelly Pickler a, an album and a singing career to the point where Hallmark Christmas Channel that they have on Sirius XM during the holidays is a lot of Kelly Pickler, which is really hard if you do not like the sound of Kelly Pickler's voice. <laughs> but, essentially, but essentially they made this, hey, we're going to do... Um, Christmas at Graceland, and it's going to be great. We've cast Wes Brown. He's sung in some of our other movies, and he was an unsub on Criminal Minds one time, and I love that episode. And then we have Kelly Pickler, and she sang in the movie, too. So how great would it be if she did more movies with us? And she sang and did stuff and put it out, and we can sell it in our stores, and we can put it on Christian radio, and it's going to be great. Oh, God. I... The, the the thing is with the amount of time Hulk Hogan mentions like religious imagery in this in this album, uh, I I am really grateful we never got like a Christian rock album from Hulk Hogan or something like that. Um, I want to I want to hear that into existence. Stop talking right now. We are not willing that into existence. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you're all that concerned about it. Because here's the thing. That would require Hulk Hogan to sing about something that isn't himself. <laughs> and I don't believe if he tried to sing about God, he would literally melt on the spot. <laughs> hey, 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 not a theme. I would sooner believe that he would start a church with himself as God. I was gonna say Christian album. I was gonna I was gonna say, like, I could see him, I could see him like making the whole album like Hulk is God. Every and then, and then going God, for it. Every song on this album is about himself and how amazing he is. Yeah, Everyone. even the even the song that is apparently not, which is the wrestling boot traveling band, as I brought up when we were listening to it. Okay, but is, there's a lyric. 
Even the song about the dead child is about how he's going to heaven and how awesome he is. Yeah, which and we'll get to that in a second, but I have to, I have to finish my point about the bat tra- wrestling boot traveling band. Yeah, it has a lyric about the girls loving the band so much, and they mention that they think the bass player is cute. Mm-hmm. Even the song yeah. that doesn't have Hulk Hogan's name in it at all is still about him. <laughs> being the coolest and the most sexually desirable. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about Hulk Hogan singing. Uh, let's do have a lighter topic than 9-11 or whatever. Hulk Hogan singing about a dead child and still kind of making it about himself. Kind of. No, it's definitely about himself. It's basically, even the most charitable reading I can give of this song is, I let you down because I didn't perform for you. Yeah. And it's like, it almost seems to imply that this kid would still be alive if he'd gotten to see Hulk wrestle. Pretty much. Oh, so it's like that Babe Ruth documentary. Yeah. (gasps) Where the kid, where the kid got, where where, where, uh, Babe Ruth called his shot and it cured a kid's cancer. Got it. (laughs) Oh, God. Baseball movies are a whole basket of weird superstition. Remember the Dennis every baseball Quaid movie has some weird magical element. <laughs> wait, wait, Elizabeth, remember what? There was a Dennis Quaid one. I think it was called Rookie or something like that. He lived on a Dennis Quaid worked on a farm and then he became a pro baseball player. That Field of Dreams? I no Field of Dreams <laughs> no, is a Kevin, Kevin Costner building. Oh, I mix up those middle aged white guys who are big in the eighties. <laughs> there is one good baseball movie, and it is a league of their own. <laughs> Mm, that's true. That's true. Because there's I, no crying in baseball, but there is Madonna having a wo- woman read smut to learn how to read. Mm-hmm. That that sounds. That, that I I haven't even seen that movie. Did not expect that to be a plot point. Now I think I have to check it out. <laughs> anyway, Hulk Hogan singing about how he's going to tag Hulk team with a heaven. child in heaven. Yeah. So you guys know how like we were we were like uh, questioning in the front half like. Not Hulk, not not Hulkamaniac in heaven. Hulkster in heaven. That seems that seems like a like a weird uh, um um mis, mis, misuse of your terminology. Oh, oh no, that was oh, on no. purpose because he's talking about himself going to going heaven. To heaven. To wrestle the title of the song is about the dead child. It's about him being so amazing and awesome that he's going to heaven automatically. Yeah. And which okay which I feel is like this, the annotations by the way i feel like this is the this is our this is also this song is also our one place to talk about like hulk hogan's actual singing ability uh it is because everything say, else in this, everything else in the album is him yeah, trying to which is to say non-existent which I think, I, I think it's even worse because there's like a real gospel choir behind him yeah, yeah. Like, oh that's what an actual singer sounds like yeah he First of all, like I think Austin pointed this out, his voice, his singing voice, is a lot lighter than like his usual stage. It's very light. It's very light, which which fits which fits with Hulk Hogan when he's not trying to sound like a maniac. Like his voice is very like his. He's like, let me tell you something, brother. That's very that's very put on for him. Yeah, his, his regular voice is a lot softer, but he is but he rarely doesn't put the voice on. Yeah, I know. It's so bizarre to hear to hear him just talk like this, like a normal guy. Um, That's what part of why the song is so jarring, because you get the sense that maybe this is trying to be genuine because it doesn't sound like a character, and you think, oh, maybe this is an actual heartfelt thing. Nope. But he's such no. an egomaniac that he he's still can't manage to make anything he other than himself. He literally cannot make 
the death of a child a tragic and horrifying event about I, anything but himself. And I would, and I'm, and I'm going to point out is that I is that the story that this is based on is probably bullshit because Hulk Hogan didn't wrestle at the at the event that he claims that this kid was going to be at. Oh, he talks about wrestling at Wimbledon. So he made and, up, and he's never rest. And Hogan has never wrestled at Wembley Stadium in his whole so career. So he made up a horrifying and tragic story about a child dying of cancer to boost his own ego and have a song on his album. Yep. Look, it's either wow, that or he, or it's either that or he saw or he saw an actual dead child and pulled out the tweet that's like, "I am feeling comfortable when we are not about me." So pick your poison. I yeah. I would. <clears throat> I love that. I, I would I believe I, he, I would believe that the, the 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 part about the dying child was legit, but then he decides to like make the story more impressive sounding. And I mean, as, someone who has personal experience with like relatives who have cancer, like it's not just like mm-hmm. like a sad inspiration that like can mm-hmm. you know we'll just turn yeah. that into a song about how awesome I am. Like it's a it's like a long painful ordeal for like <laughs> everyone involved. Yeah, yeah. It's I and like and also if this was marketed to kids, what fucking kid wants to listen to this? Yeah. What kid? What kid is like? Oh man, I can't wait to die so I can wrestle with Hulk in heaven. <laughs> so listen, not only is he starting a Hitler Youth, he's starting a death cult. Sarah, I know you're joking. There are very few internet personalities I personally hate more than Doug Walker. However. <laughs> there's one good point that he has made and it was about a kid's cartoon talking about AIDS and that is you are not talented enough to handle this subject matter stop so yeah don't Hulk Hogan's not talented enough to handle the subject matter of I'm awesome he does not have the emotional <laughs> capacity or maturity to make a song about a child dying so Elizabeth, I knew I I I I I joke, but what? What? You 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 started to say, David, you joke, but you joke. But the thing is, they might have written this with the intent that some kid can have this fantasy of wrestling with the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Not the Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Wrestling with the Hulk would be fucking amazing. I love Mark yeah. Ruffalo. Anyways. That, um, that is why his name is Hulk Hogan, by the way. Is they, is they tried Marvel. to use the Hulk and then Marvel was like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, pal. Hold your horses. No, but think about if you're a kid and you want to wrestle with Hulk Hogan and you realize that the only way that's ever going to happen is when you are dead. <laughs> you think about being this poor kid. Who's like trying to figure out like this is what I want to do? How can I make it happen? And you find out that death is the only option. I mean, so yeah, I mean, starting a death there it cult. Is. There it is. Starting a death cult. Oh, oh boy. Um. <laughs> also, imagine being like, if you imagine heaven in the basic Christian way mm-hmm. that Hulk probably is imagining it, and he's doing a tag team. Would it be? Grown ass, bulky, hunky adult Hulk Hogan versus sickly child. Oh, okay. No, well, no, he's not. He's not. No. no, he's not wrestling the child. He's wrestling as a team with the child. He, How much? And, and, but they will be wrestling two other adult men, though. 
even mm-hmm. even in the, the 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 official line is that when you're in heaven you are brought to your like basically physical prime it's your um, most perfect self which is so, ableist in many ways as well so that's yes, not um, yeah um so by this by traditional christian logic i'm sure the boy would be like like aged up like the fucking one like kid power ranger that like gets <laughs> tentacles anymore um uh and, and to to fight the one that nobody Hunter. liked the right. one that nobody liked um correct i also love the lyric about i wish hulk's love could bring you back again Once yes and hulk is love hulk is life, life. can he i feel like he has the elmo problem of not being not able, able to <laughs> in the first person Hulk takes on to his schemes. Hulk doesn't want you to die of cancer. Oh, Hulk, great. Now I'm so Hulk Hogan loves you. Uh, what oh, you gonna what you gonna do, brother, when the oh, 24-inch pythons run wild on you? Why does it sound like why does it sound like your Paul Bearer impression, Austin? Because Paul Bearer sounds like a like a Muppet already. <laughs> I also I there's I wonder I wonder who Hulk's equivalent of Mr. Noodle would be. Would it be Mr. McMahon? And what I about Mr. Mc, what are, what about I'm, Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle? I'm afraid I don't know. I, I don't understand your situation. I was like, which Mr. Noodle is Mr. Noodle? I never. I, you know, I, I know he's, I know he's actually not the OG and the brother, but I consider, um, um, oh, why can't I remember his name? Uh, Derek something, the bald one. I consider him the Tony real nominee, one. nominee, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, it's gonna well, bother to be me. honest, I, I saw Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle, more than I saw Mr. Noodle. Yeah, brother. same here. And now anyway, we're talking about Sesame Street. And now, now we're talking about Sesame Street. <laughs> well, we, I think we have, we have, we have kind of run. It's Elmo's world. We it's have, not True. We have, we have, we have run. Dimension. I think we've run the full gambit on this album. Like, I, how, I, what angle could we possibly take from here? <laughs> I don't know. I just, we could do the feminist we, criticism. How much time do we have? Oh, God. We, we have. There's also uh, all we the time really, in the world for Squad We've kind w. of dipped our toes into O'Tour theory. We could look at that a bit more. Oh um, my god! Um, I the, we could we could also we could also go for some classic uh classic um um Marxist critique about all the materialism on display in this in this fucking disaster train of a musical album. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Is I w- I wasn't sure how I would we would go about. A, you know, I was gonna say is that we haven't talked a lot about the music because the music was trash. The because music is it awful. All sounds like they put beep boops through a machine. That <laughs> came out the With other no side. No real instruments. When Hulk actually sings, it's not good. He's only rapping through most of it. The only decent vocals are not his vocals. It's somebody mm-hmm. else. So we can't even really critique him as a singer that much and see if maybe these different genres would work better for him. No. He was like, oh, I'm doing the rap, brother. That's what the kids like. It doesn't help that this whole album is only 30 minutes. So we're not getting a... There's not oh, a I think it helps in many ways. It helps in terms of my sanity. It does not help in terms of seeing like if there's any actual musical merit to any of this. Right. I I I this this fucking thing. It's so it's so like indescribable in what it in what it presents to us. I think I 
I think more than anything, um, now not only do I want Claire in the WWE writers' room, I also want you composing for um for any future um future albums in the hopes that maybe they turn out with actually some semblance of fucking musical aptitude as opposed mm-hmm. to whatever trash fire just graced our ears. Yeah. Yeah. Um David, I, I, Sorry, what? go ahead, Austin. Go ahead. I was just gonna say like a court Wikipedia says that some people see, see this as a so bad it's good kind of album. I would say no because mm-hmm. I would probably ironically listen to Beach Patrol and no, might unironically that. listen to American Made. Nothing else. Yep. And American Made only because I like Rick Derringer's singing voice for Hulk Hogan songs. Mm-hmm. No, but David, you talked about aptitude. Mm-hmm. And to quote the wonderful Galinda Upland. It's not about aptitude. It's about how you're viewed. No. And there is a huge thing with this. There's not a lot of technical competency here. There's not a lot of good music, but it is very Hulk. This very fits in with his brand. So it's Therefore, very, it's very we can apply to everything. Yeah. Very, very popular, like the Hulkster. Yes. Now, I, and, now and, I'm picturing him in the fucking pink bubble dress or whatever you know oh no this is not pink it is blue it's and blue it's sorry i got two things mixed up i got the i got the popular dress mixed up with the bubble dress pardon me yeah, popular no. <laughs> i'm gonna help you be popular you know if we're yeah. gonna have musical theater people dubbing the wrestlers it only feels fair that then the wrestlers would record covers of famous musical theater songs i can that uh, that's, sounds that's a like a disaster to me. that's yeah, yeah exactly that's the point what would what would be a greater dumpster fire than this album? That would be this thing that uh, that Elizabeth. Hey, 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 hey! Off the bat, I need Darby Allen singing. What's this? All right, no, I will not be taking criticism <laughs> at this time. Um, Let me hear one of the dum dums try to do some Sondheim just for my own personal entertainment. <laughs> oh my god! I want. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> we get Austin. We get Doink to sing. Send in the clown. <laughs> Isn't it rich? Oh hell no! Oh hell yeah! yeah, but, yeah, yeah the clown is Joker. dead. That's the reason people know that song from. Listen here, <laughs> David. Song from Joker. Yeah, David. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to apologize for this. Doink the clown is dead, and for oh. the first time, I'm happy to hear that. Oh no. <laughs> Um. Oh, we need, we need, we need all three um, Mick Foley personas singing old friends together. <laughs> See, that could be legitimately kind of funny, though. That would be well because it's Mick Foley. Mick Foley would actually be entertaining doing shit like this, and not just mm-hmm. like painful. Like I wanted, I want to like remove my ears with a sharpened spoon. I'm thinking we get all the fabulous lady wrestlers together, and they can do my strongest suit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Look, well, you look, know, I guess look, look, I, I, I no. guess that would be an improve. I guess that would be an improvement on no, doing stop another. Suggesting good ideas, bad no. ideas only. Like <laughs> I, I was, I was gonna say is that you know, give bad ideas. I feel like having women wrestlers sing anything other than a Super Bowl shuffle parody, I guess, would be an oh improvement. <laughs> because Claire knows what that means for Glow, but also they've done a lot of knockoff Glow in hi- in history. There's been a lot of knockoff Glow themes. Can so. we go back in time and have Miss Elizabeth sing "Let's Hear It for the Boy"? Well, I'm also very familiar with the original Super Bowl Shuffle. <laughs> God damn! The I I, I maybe just- Justin Fields will lead a new Super Bowl Shuffle for the modern age. He probably won't, though. 
I hope, you know, you know, I will apply, I, I will actually apply, if we're talking about, like, Stephen Sondheim, great, God, um, oh. uh, in, in relation to Hulk rules, and we're talking about um, the the utter bland forgettableness, the generic platitudes, the meaningless, the meaningless like sex lines, all of How the. How dare we compare these two things? Look, look, no, 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 no I, have he's I have a point. I have a point. Defending the stupid not rhymes. I, That's no, 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 no. I swear to God, no, I swear to God, it's a, it's a point. It's a, it's a, it's a much different point. I'm not defending the album remotely. I'm, I, the, I, if if we're talking about the the nothing. Be, that that this album is because think about it guys think, think what have we done here sure we talked about the album but think think of all of the great discourse outside of the album that we have sprung from this conversation truly feels like, it feels like every time we get guests on this show it gets wilder than the last yeah, time but, yeah but, but, but like show. but like this is especially and because because this album represents the ultimate in artistic potential like does it a blank page or canvas the Shut challenge up. Bring order to the whole. Sometimes you say the whole birthday. Did you say bring order to the whole? Yeah. H O L E or W H O L E? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bring order to the Hulk. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I sat through Sunday in the park with George with you, and it I, was fine. Oh, I know, I know, and I appreciate this that. Album I, is I appreciate that you suffered through Sunday with me. It but is a beautiful a... show. It is wonderful. However, I was very tired, and I just wanted to go to bed. That's disrespectful. And your and your and your and your sacrifice is appreciated, but nonetheless, the 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 blank slate of of discourse and and philosophical consideration that the that the vacuous void of this album presents, I think. Uh, is is the truest sense of its artistic merit. Uh, uh, thus, thus ends my thesis. Yeah, I, I guess I don't really have anything to say against that because what what directions we've went on this <laughs> album that is ultimately thirty minutes of Hulk Hogan ego stroke. Yeah, exactly. I've had a thought. Is this like the Dada adjacentness of like no. finger? No, 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 no. 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 No, no. I love I love how Claire and I heard Dada and we both thought the exact same thing at the exact same time. I'm sorry, I can't I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I'm afraid I can't put the Freddy Got Fingered of Wrestling uh, as our episode title this week. <laughs> Hulkster, would you like some sausage? I'm not getting you us know, thrown off YouTube for this. Austin, if we need a title, you can just say it's not about the album. The album is the least important thing. <laughs> An album about nothing. Oh no, we already did a show See, about nothing. We, we, oh, we can't do it again. We can't reuse it. Damn it. Damn it. Well, we we we'll we'll. Uh, I wish I, I wish we were we had enough of a social media presence to make an audience pull out of this. Make it uh, a part about Beach Patrol. That'll work. Yeah. You know, if we have really good titles. You know that thing where it's like um, in Rent they sing 525,600 minutes and then they say 525,000 moments so dear. So that means 600 minutes of that is not so dear. Yeah. 30 minutes yeah. of that was listening to Hulk Hogan. We're slowly starting to uncover the great mystery. Yes. Everything is connected to musical theater. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, ser seriously. Mm. Musical theater, Hallmark, death, and taxes. There we go. Oh, and gayness. Sorry. Wrapping it all up. We've, I think well, we have, the anus we have... is part of the musical theater, and the theater is part of the anus. So that's true. That, that that helps. That helps certainly. But yeah, yeah. I what a what a time. 
this was this was baffling in a way that I didn't even anticipate. It was yeah. baffling in its boringness. It was it didn't even it didn't even have the balls to be bombastically awful. It was just there. If you held me at gunpoint and asked me to sing any of these songs, oh, to you right no, now, way. I could, no way! I. I I think of I think of Hulkster in Heaven and mind and my mind immediately tries to turn it into like a Christmas shoes parody. You see, I thought of the I thought of calling it the Christmas shoes of wrestling earlier, but I didn't want to be the, the one Christmas to bring that up. It is except 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 even Christmas shoes is like it, it it like it's painful and it's like and it's like awful sloggy sadness. Whereas this wasn't even that. It didn't even like. It didn't. It didn't even make you uncomfortable. It was just like, why? It is the sequel movies to the Christmas Shoes because for those who don't know, Hallmark made a movie of the Christmas Shoes starring Rob Lowe. <laughs> See, I knew they that. Had I know they made three more movies as sequels to that movie. How are there more sequels? The kid dies. How yeah. are there sequels? The dad just keeps getting remarried and they all like and they all like keep dying and then it slowly turns into like a psychological like like serial killer chase. By proxy and the I wish it was that interesting. It's basically the kid pays it forward and the kid is like friends with Rob Lowe now and yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought it'd be a fun thriller where it turns out the husband is poisoning his wives to make them (gasps) think that they're sick. So that way he was. Yeah. And and then he sells the shoes on the black market. Honestly, I'd love to see I'd love to see a psychological thriller about like whatever what whatever domestic abuse poor Hulk's wife was singing about in that fucking song. You know, the episode title could be "What We Came Up With Was Better." Because <laughs> the thing is, we keep coming up with random things. We're just spouting off stuff like let's have theater people dub wrestlers. Let's bring in this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And it's like this is better than the actual album we listened to because at least what we've talked about is memorable true yeah oh my god to to try to put a bow on to somehow cap this discussion (laughs) this album Uh, was just very very unmemorable on the whole it exists it 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 it, uh it has what what at least is approximates music and and I think that, you know, to tie this back into wrestling somehow, it's really obvious that w- about why nobody liked Hulk Hogan anymore in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a clear cash grab. It's, it, uh, it, 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 it has nothing to say. It's trying to market a wrestler that nobody gives a shit about. And the, you can feel the lack of passion in every line for everything that's going on artistically in this Lord piece. Dear Lord, what a sad entry in the Hulk Hogan oeuvre. Don't worry, Saturday not the, the only one of those. What? Oh, <laughs> that, I would say sadder than the sex tape, because at least the sex tape leaves something you can actually like create meaningful discourse from. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so... Thus concludes our title. Wait, title what? Sadder than the sex tape. (laughs) Oh my god! I'm yes. That would just put it off. I need. I needed something that I needed something that ties to Hulk Hogan, and there it is. There it is. (laughs)
god. Thank you, Claire. And with that in our group, she has and with that, we close out on twenty-five episodes of this podcast. David, what a ride we have done so far. Oh my god. It's been it has been absolutely wild to think we've done this for just shy of half a year absolutely blows my mind and to think we only have so so much more left left ahead of us i am very excited for the future and deeply honored that we have at times gotten to share it with some of our wonderful friends that, and w- with whom I'm sure we will be sharing uh, much more weird shit in the future as we continue to drag them back into our own personal hell. Oh, absolutely. I already, media. I already have come up with stuff for the next time Elizabeth is on and the next time Claire's on. I already know what I'm doing. So, yes. But for next time, will be our return to our regularly scheduled programming or Wait. it would have been, it David, I, I, I set up, oh, da- oh. I have a set up, David, <laughs> is that just last week, we received a, per- a, a somebody slid into our DMs, mm. a suspicious behavior productions, who ha- made a wrestling comic book, and they asked us if we would please review it on the podcast. Wow. Oh so next week, we will be talking about the six-issue miniseries Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia when a disgruntled pro wrestler declares himself galactic champ of the universe, a planet of alien wrestlers views it as a declaration of war. I love that. I'm so... I. When Austin messaged me about this, I kind of couldn't believe that, that we've great. gotten kind of like our first quote-unquote fan request like from a creator. This is yes. This is not from the this is from the people. This is from the guy who wrote the book. This is and this is an it's going to be an immensely exciting opportunity. Uh, We hope you all will join us for yet another special episode to celebrate officially half a year of doing of doing noobs and knockouts. Yes, and Um, I'm 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 very excited to talk about a wrestling comic book where they have to fight aliens for the sake of the universe in a fake wrestling match. (laughs) I know this is this is going to be. And and looking looking at it, it looks like the art is is super dope, and I'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to be a ton of fun. So be sure to join us next time, guys. It's going to be a wild ride. Hopefully, a lot more artistically memorable than Hulk rules could ever dream of being. I guarantee it will be. Uh, mm-hmm. And so now, before I tell David to hit the plugs, Claire and Elizabeth, anything you would like to plug? Yes, uh, as mentioned earlier, I am a singer songwriter mm-hmm. um my my ep called voted second funniest is available wherever music is streamed or bought yeah fun fact claire is on spotify really and hulk hogan isn't yes how about that you have a leg up you have a leg up on you have a leg up on hulkster yeah go check it out it's really good guys claire's super talented is- you can better so fucking listen to it oh yeah it's great now david Hit wait, 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 wait. Does, does Elizabeth have anything to plug? I, I've i just finished a degree. I have nothing else going on. Woo-hoo! Yes, congratulations, Elizabeth. Yeah, absolutely, Claire. Please get the vaccine. Yes, yes, yes. please we're do. Plugging, okay. We're plugging vaccine. Yeah, I'm getting va- I'm getting my second dose this week. Or I'll have, I will have, I, by the time this episode comes out, I will have gotten my second vaccine. Get vaccinated, listen to public health officials. They know what they're doing. They've been doing this for literal decades. 
They are not just making stuff up. This is not their first pandemic. Please listen and be good, kind to each other and just research things before you repost them on Facebook, please. And if, and if any of you QAnon dorks are happening to listen to our podcast, I will put it to you like this. If you would like to see wrestling again, get a fucking vaccine. True. Even if you think it's a conspiracy, it ain't gonna go away by you guys being grumpy. That literally goes against the logic of even your own damn conspiracy. Anyway. Anyway, David, hit our plugs. Alrighty, my friends, my dear, dear friends, thank you for joining the four of us this week on this on this bizarre uh, exploration of, of Hulk Hogan's uh, um, dubious musical talents we are delighted to to have you all share our pain with us uh if you if this is your first time sharing the pain welcome we are so so happy to have you uh if you would like to continue uh to to join us week after week and are not sure how to do so i can help you out there first of all you can find us on youtube the noobs and knockouts podcast hit subscribe ring that bell we love we love to have people following us officially and of course, all those likes and comments and all that sweet engagement. Oh, we love it. Next, you can find us on the three best places to stream your podcast, which is Spotify, Apple, and Google. Follow us, give us ratings. Uh, just overall, give us those downloads and listens. Uh, if you're enjoying this show, uh, any little thing you can do to contribute to those <laughs> metrics is so appreciated. And I mean, if you're enjoying the content, you should do it anyway. I was just saying. Um, if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us one at our Twitter at noobs and knocks pod. That's noobs, the letter N knocks pod. We tweet all the time, just uh, random memes. We tweet whenever episodes drop. Uh, we engage with the broader fandom community. And Austin uh, has taken to live tweeting wrestling. Austin, what's the schedule coming up this week? Ah, uh, yes. Once again, I am choosing to, to create a monetary value to the to every single bit of wrestling I actually watch because that's a great idea. Content TM. As usual, I live tweet AEW Dynamite live on TNT at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays every single week because it is the only live wrestling that I consistently watch every week. In addition, I... In addition, I live tweet all WWE, AEW, and Impact pay-per-views. And coming up this month already, on May 16th, WrestleMania Backlash. Currently, there are two matches as of the time of this taping. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman for the WWE Championship. And Bianca Belair versus Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And on May 30th, AEW, Double or Nothing. Ooh, good stuff. Good stuff. Be sure to follow along for that. You can also email us uh, at our Gmail, noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's the uh, word and this time, noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. Uh, tell us what you think of the show. Uh, just say hi to us. Tell us tell us how, how, how sexy and wonderful our voices are. Certainly more sexy and wonderful than anything Hulk Hogan uh, could ever produce uh, with his vocal cords. Um, uh, and and you know if you have any if any any requests for the show any feedback anything we just love hearing from people and finally uh, subscribe to us on our Patreon if you so choose one dollar a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. See you guys next time. Hasta luego.